You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the raven too comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, David. Greetings. Kylie. Ahoy, ahoy. And Jeremy. Hello out there, listeners. And today we are doing a new kind of topic, sort of, maybe, a little bit different to what we've done before. It's so new. Yeah, very new. I don't think anyone has ever done this before. (laughs) We are taking a suggestion from someone who's posted on our Facebook page. This is radical. This is radical. (laughs) I can't believe it. It's such a risk. I know. We never interact with our viewers, but here we are doing it. Especially listeners. (laughs) Feel free, by the way, to post on our Facebook page if there's anything you want to know, or if you have any ideas, because we don't have any. Get to the excitement. So we're going to be talking about Morgul Stalkers. We've all written a 650-point list, and we've got Morgul Stalkers in there. So what we're going to do now is we're going to build an army worthy of Aaron, who is the one who gave us this suggestion, and we're going to talk about these Morgul Stalkers. Before we do this, I want to talk about the actual aims for this segment, because one thing we haven't really done on the Green Dragon before is take suggestions for people to request army lists from us. We've done it. We've told you this is the army list. You take this. But we actually got a request to be able to make an army that included the fantastic Morgul Stalkers, which we all use all the time. Actually, I don't mind them. Yeah, I have. No, I've used them as well. No, actually, I don't it's mind a great them. success. But we've, we've built an army around these Morgul Stalkers. They have to be a feature, and we're going to talk about how we've included them and why and how we can make an army successful with the Morgul Stalkers. I kind of like this. Speaking of the widespread, you know, popularity Morgul Stalkers enjoy, should we have a quick look at the profile before we Yeah, let's do in? that. Let's do that. Uh, which book is it from? The Mordor Supplement. Sure. Okay. So, Morgul Stalkers, they come in at a points value of 15. So, pretty That's high. That's a points value of 15. They are move 6, About fight average. 3, shoot 5, strength 4, defense 4, 2 attacks, 1 wound, and courage 3. Their war gear is just armor. So, it doesn't specify hand weapons. So, if you want to be that cheesy so-and-so, you Stun can... Uh, on all of your Stalkers. Or you could do the sensible thing and give them axes. Yes, that is actually quite good. Although, swords with these models actually aren't too bad. since your fight value is pretty low to begin with. True. And they also have a special rule called Shadow Hunters. Mogul stalkers always count as though they are equipped with an elven cloak. So this is really the main difference in this over any other unit. You've got you've got the two attacks, which is really handy. You've got your strength four, which is pretty good. But you've still low fight, you still average courage, you've got an elven cloak effect. Now the elven cloak effect has to has to has to be used to deliver you where you want to be. It has to keep you alive. One thing we didn't want to do is put our whole army with all this, because the problem with Elven Cloaks is the more you have, the harder it is to get any use out of them. These are a key piece. These are a way to deliver these two attacks and strength four into exactly where you need them, and they can't be stopped. You're paying a premium for it. Would you agree? 15 points is a lot for this? Oh, yes. Yeah. Very expensive. More, yeah. Than, more than any other model would be paying for an Elven Cloak. Yes, so you really need to make sure that you get the most out of these. So we've designed lists that definitely get the most out of it. David, oh, quite clearly. I can't wait to hear yours. For my first warband, I've taken one of the Black Numenorean Marshals. Because I figure this is Mordor. Sauron does not trust orcs to lead his armies. So he's hired himself a Black Numenorean. He has the armoured horse. He has the lance, which apparently you can get these days. And he has a shield. He is leading a warband of 12 orcs. Sorted equipment. One of them has a banner. The second warband is pretty similar. It has a marshal. He has a whole bunch of kit, and he has 12 orcs without a banner this time. Warband 3, we start getting into the Morgul Stalkers. We have a wraith. Flat budget, 65 points. They pretty much come that way in the book. And six stalkers. Uh, I believe they come at 55 points base in the book without the might points. 
You must have got one of the old editions. I just sort of highlighted over it to like add post-it note. They come at 65 points. Fair enough. So, Warband 3 was a 65-point wraith with six Morgul Stalkers. Warband 4, another 65-point wraith and another six Stalkers. So that is 12 Stalkers, 24 Orcs, 2 Wraiths, 2 Marshals, 40 Models, a lot of Terror, a lot of 2 Attacks. That's the list. So, summarize again. How many Wraiths did you have? Two Wraiths. Two Wraiths. And they're both the budget Wraiths, aren't they? Correct. And you've got a mid, sort of above-average hero, I guess, with the, the Morgul. They fight Sorry, five. Sorry, the Marshal. They fight five. They yeah. cause Terror. Solid solid hero. Like Not, not going to set the world on fire, but pretty solid, especially equipped with Wraiths. And how many troops did you end up with? Uh, 24 of the generic orcs and 12 of the stalkers. So you're pushing 40 models with a 650-point army, which is probably above average as well. So the idea is the orc horde closes with everyone else taking cover behind it. So they're either using their elven cloaks or just using in the ways to deliver my cavalry heroes and my two attack models into the combat. Once I get there, the orc horde goes into the front, everybody else wraps. Hopefully bring the weight of numbers to bear, since stalkers can fight without spearmen, they can spread out twice as far, I can get the envelop, traps win games, mission accomplished. Solid, solid. I actually like that on the list. Yeah, very solid basic strategy. That is my favourite by far, so far. Thank you very much. Easily the best one we've read out yet. We haven't heard any better ones than that. So yeah. But look, that one, it's it's... Quite gettable with the 24 orcs as your base. That's that's very attainable. I assume that we've got some Morgul Stalkers or we've converted them up because those models, are they still available? I'm not sure. I don't know that they are. Possibly. Possibly. They might be, they might not be. We'll have to look that up at some point. But you've got, I've, I assume you've got an eye for it because that's, that's, the army's based around those. Rafe's dead easy to collect. And the Black Numenorean Marshal, well, that's that's straight out of the box of the plastic. So you, you, you get that plastic box, you throw the rest of the five away and make the Marshal. You're all good. Like it. So the idea is it is meant to be simple. Later on, you can add your Shelobs, you can add your whatever. This is to give you a solid core with which to begin your Morgul Stalker journey. Yes, I like it. I said that. I still like it. What do you think, Kylie? Do you like it? It's not bad. It's not bad. No, I think it's, it's not playable. Bad. I think you can do stuff with that list. I think the two Wraiths mean that you actually your magic does a bit. If I'm playing against that list, I'm not really wanting to commit my heroes because the, the Wraiths will take it out and there's enough like two attacks and strength four that they're going to hurt your heroes. I would have liked to see some fate on the wraiths, though, simply for the fact that yeah, they're a bit fragile. They're the things that your opponent's going to be shooting at. This comes down to a method of playing style. The way I play with my wraiths is fairly aggressive. So nine out of ten games, if my wraith is dead, it is run out of will, not run out of wounds. Therefore, to increase survivability of my wraiths, I will buy extra will before I buy extra fate, because the extra fate might only come up one game in ten, whereas the extra will. Yeah, we'll keep them alive much longer than extra fate will. I can see that. I can actually see that. And I think with Raves, you can do the dart from behind a building, cast a spell and, and get off back because you're not relying on combat for these Raves. And it sort of suits your army with the Stalkers hiding, the Raves hiding, and then just a wall of Orc going forward. Every now and then you'll run into Legless and that's when, yeah, you find a wall, you hide behind it, you sort of stick your head out every now and then. Just an interesting little tactic for having those Morgul Stalkers at the back. If you come up against something that can fly... You can potentially put those stalkers into a position where those flyers won't actually be able to get around the back of you because they cannot charge the stalkers because they cannot see them, and so they can't uh, get through to your like the back of your shield wall. You cannot fight what you cannot see. Damn it! You stole my point. <laughs> that's how I use them in my my walk army. Yeah, that yeah. I've that, used that's a really good point. Yeah. I like that. It's also yeah, it's a good way of getting around that sort of stuff. Yeah, good flyer interception. That's a, that's a, that's worth well, the fifteen well, points. More more flyers aren't. 
zoning because the flyers can still yeah. hit you head on. It just means that they can't, they can't fly over the back because they can't charge what they can't see. Yeah. And they can't fly and charge the other stuff at the back because your invisible models are holding up the space that they need to use to fit their base. It's a good way of protecting something like a banner or a hero that you want to hold for reserve. And you don't need many to do it because you're going to use terrain for bottlenecks as much as you can. So there's only flyers... The, the good fly most of the flies are on big bases. I can't think of anything that's on smaller than a Bat 40. Swarm is the smallest. Yeah. Yep. So y- you can actually predict where those go and only use maybe two to to block off an area if you've got some terrain around and, and the angles. And yeah, that's really good. I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good idea. I could see that. I use that for cavalry with elven cloak models as well. Make sure that there's a bit of terrain in front of them and then like, something's blocking them away and sit, sit eight inches away from the cavalry and they can't charge you and... It's also good defenses against things like the the Rohan throwing weapons and the the eight inch throwing weapons. Solid. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any Morgul stalkers on the web store, so that's right. You may have to look for them on eBay, or hopefully you've already got a few. Yeah, no, you've probably got in your garage at least twelve. Either that, or become good at sculpting cloaks. All right, we'll move on to my list. So I've got a pretty simple idea with this one. I'll go through the warbands, but I hopefully you'll be able to pick up on what exactly my idea is. We start off with the Undying on a Fell Beast. No real reason for the Undying, I just think he's really good. He's a good hero. He's tough to kill. Then we have a Gorgoroth Beast. And along with the Gorgoroth Beast, we have four Orcs, two with Shield, two with Spear, and four Morgul Stalkers. In the next Warband, we have Kardush. He also has a Gorgoroth Beast with him, so that's two Gorgoroth Beasts. We have three Orcs with Shield, three Orcs with Spear, and another three Morgul Stalkers. And the last warband is just a bit of orc spam. We got a captain and ten orcs, five shields, five spears. So to sum that up, we got a nice powerful ring wraith on a fell beast. We've got a couple of Gorgoth beasts. We've got Kardush for his shamany goodness. And we've got a bit of orc spam. Plenty of orcs. Capping out at thirty two models in six hundred and fifty points. That's I, I my eyes are lighting up as I did. I don't know if you guys listeners could see that. You probably couldn't unless you somehow can see our recording session, which explains that funny door at the top of the recording studio but i really like the idea of the double gorgoroth beasts i think that's that's enough that you're not going to be avoided it's a huge amount of shooting and it combinates combines so well with kardush because kardush his best friend is a gorgoroth beast because you can sack the orcs from on the top so those orcs on top are providing a mobile shooting platform you've got the gorgoroth beast himself which is at worst a pretty good tank at best an absolute combat monster and then you've got the, the, the best ring ray. Straight yeah, out. Straight out. Straight yeah, out. Best the, ring like, maybe I'm not Witch argue. King, you could argue. But maybe. maybe. I, I say the Witch King is still the best ring ray if I put him as a very, very close second. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, top two. Number one. Number one. <laughs> 1.5. 20, 20 points of will. It's just the it, casting it, yeah. power. It's costed it's incredible. wrong. Straight out. So, to, to just be clear on what the purpose of this is, yes, all those things work together really well, and I, we've probably talked about them before working together really well, but the reason that I think Stalkers are quite good in this list is they have that big model that they can just hide behind, and they get that really nice uh, blocking off so that they can't easily be targeted. And then they're very nice models for just running around the sides of the beasts and just peeling any models off that they don't that you don't want to be fighting the beast or something like that. Yeah. It's the boarding torpedo tactic. Use the Gorgoth beast to ram a hole in their shield wall and then all of the Mogul stalkers that were hiding behind it just flood through the gap. I like this strategy as well of having like three things that are so threatening that the stalkers just totally get forgotten about because they they they're actually very unassuming in this list. Like if I'm playing against this one, 
I'm straight away thinking, how can I mitigate damage against the Undying? I'm probably not going to take it down in a hurry. How can I maybe get the Fell Beast if possible? And then how can I avoid these Gorgoth Beasts? Meanwhile, these Stalkers are probably doing a lot of the damage unassumingly, just running in there, trapping the odd model here or there, trapping it against the Gorgoth Beast is a, a nice way of attacking it. Yeah, there's some really good options here. And then even Kardush as well is another threat that you can just drop a random fireball or can put up Fury. Throw so. fireballs at the banners and the opponent yeah, all the yeah. time, yeah. And that is the backstory of the Morgul Stalker. They are meant to be sneaking across the battlefield unseen, unheard, killing at will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, Kylie? I can see you sitting over there silently thinking about this. I actually, I quite like the, I guess, the way the list is built, simply for the fact that what do you shoot at in the list you actually want to try and remove from the table because you don't care about the orcs. The fell beast, okay, but it's got so much maneuverability and such high defense that it's going to be hard to take out. And then you've got the stuff that you can't shoot at at the back. So, and... Even if you do end up going at the Orcs, you've got Kardush there to mitigate some of that with his Fury. So, yep. yeah, no, I, I quite like it. I want to play this list, actually. I've I've got one Gorgoth Beast all painted up, and I need to excuse to paint one of my other ones up. So I'm actually keen to try this list out. I think it'd be good fun. And it's going to stress my opponent out. And that's the whole point of making a list, isn't it? Just to make something that looks yeah, stressful. make it really tough. Make it look tough. It doesn't even have to be that no. tough to fight. No, 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 no. but this one does. And it, yeah, yeah. it looks like more models than it is. You, you're on the probably average amount of models. Yeah, 32 is, yeah. It's not a normal. huge amount, but it looks like a lot because you've got all those orcs inside the howders. And you're on average model count with three big hitters as well. Yeah, yeah. if you think about it, if you do lose the Gorgoth Beasts early, you get over 40 models. Yeah, the, yeah. And, but I find the Gorgoth Beasts don't often go down anyway. Yeah, like, no, what not often. I, I didn't expect it, but when I play them, it's usually the rest of the army disappears and the Gorgoth Beasts is sitting there on its own. Um, which is a bit strange. You think it'd be taken out more, but I rarely get the the orcs from the. Yeah, very true. Well, I you know it's really interesting actually going off on a little bit of a tangent, but the fact that it's got four wounds. Not many models in the game have four wounds, and it's interesting that this thing does, and I think it actually makes it significantly more survivable that extra wound. And it's interesting that some of the newer trolls have that as well. But yeah. So do we want to move on to Kylie's list now? Yes. 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 Here we go. Okay, now I'm going to put in a disclaimer at the start of this list. This list is designed to frustrate and annoy the crap out of your opponent. Um, Because I like to call this uh, list Cloaking Device Activated. So, in Warband number one, we have the Undying once again and 11 Morgul Stalkers. So, just to to clarify, we didn't confer with each other before this, so we've just picked the Undying independently. That's how good he is, number one. Yeah, and I'll get to the reason why the Undying was picked in a moment. Because it's number one. The remainder of the list is Golem from the Goblin Town list, Two Hasherin, and Dalamir. Everything in this list is either invisible or elven cloaked, except for the except for the Undying, who is Undying. He's very, very hard to kill. So the idea is, you go in, you sit behind cover, and you wait. And wait for your opponent to get themselves into a bad position. Because what do you target when you can't actually target anything? And a foul beast, you've got the movement that the only thing they can shoot at can hang back out of range and still close and get there when the combat's happening. Can you can you say that list again? I'm trying, How many models? Seven? Uh, a little bit more than seven. I think about 15 or so. Uh, oh, right. The stalker. I forgot about the stalker. So, <laughs> 11 Mogul Stalkers, 2 right. Hasherin, Dalamir, Golem, and the Undying on foul beast. Okay. I thought it'd be a quirky little li- list yeah. if uh, instead of, you know, wanting to play a normal game, you wanted to play a, a game that is solely designed to frustrate your opponent. 
Mm. I, I'm not at all ashamed to admit I have no idea what you would do with this list. No. This is completely I, I, outside my I'm experience. Thinking, the stalkers are quite fragile, and yes, they've got the Alvin Cloak, but once you run at them, they're going to go down in a hurry. They don't have a lot of backup, really. Like, they've just got these massive models along with them. Jeremy, I didn't say it was a good list. <laughs> I said it was a list designed to infuriate, okay. especially if you're one of those people that runs all shooting at great company. Okay. Look at it this way. The only reason you engage the cloak is because you don't think you can engage in honest combat. That is what this list does. It goes, we can't fight them, let's hide. Engage the cloak. If you look at the sort of Morgul stalkish models, they've got really pointy ears as well, so it kind of works. Mm, yeah, look, it's got, it's got potential for some situations. I wouldn't take this if you're just planning to make an army first up with it. I think it's a bit situational, and I think it'll take a lot of practice to learn how to get some results out of it. I would go one further. I would say it's extraordinarily situational, extremely difficult to play, and you wouldn't be attempting this unless you've been playing this game for a while. You you need the terrain. If you're on a board with no terrain, you're stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. If deployment's wrong, because you're relying on just picking small parts, like doing some really hit and runs but with not hugely fast models. So the way you've got to do that is use, you've got to throw models out of the way. You've got to screen them off with other models. You've got to make sure that Delamere is pulling his effort. You've got to go hero hunting, but you don't have huge amount of maneuverability on a lot of the pieces in your army. It's, and you it's don't tricky. have a lot of might either. Oh, no, no. The, 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 list, the list is a complete gimmick. Like, let, let's what, be honest here. Wait. But what are the positives here? <laughs> I've got it. You've just converted 12 Morgul Stalkers. You realize the tournament is tomorrow. You've got no time to paint the rest of your army you're planning on painting. You break out your case to see what models you have from other armies. You take your Hasharan, you take your Wraith, you're like, let's do this. Nice. Yeah, mm. that's probably the only way you're ever going to run I mean, this. honestly, if, if you're going to run something like this, like mass Stalkers properly, you'd probably want something like what Matt's got in a Gorgoroth beam or like a couple of Mortar Troll Chieftains sitting in front providing a wall whilst your goblins... You're, sorry, your stalkers are just sitting behind there, like all stealthy, like we're going to stab you in the back kind of deal. Or well, we could we, take a Wood Elf army. That too. That too. We do have one more list to get to, though, so let's not make such claims yet. Ooh, Jeremy, ooh, ooh, Jeremy, Jeremy, oh, what also, do you have for us? Okay, okay. This is version 7.6 of this list. I've gone through lots of it, but I think I've got it's it a... just right at the moment. So, my first hero, and this is going to be my leader, and what a leader he is. Or she. Black Numenorian Marshal with Armoured Horse, Shield, which was added in version 6.2, and Lance. A very nice choice. Yes. Yeah. Look, it's if you want a budget hero for a, a Morgul-type list, I think it's it's a way to go. You've got some hitting power. You've got the Lance. You've got the Shield, so you can actually stand up for it. And more importantly, you've got the Terror. So it means that if you're off your own doing some doing some strange stuff, it means that people might not be able to pin you. So at the end game, when they're trying to charge your heroes, you've got a little bit of defense against that. Now, Essentially a Numenorean captain with terror, right? Yeah. I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So we know what they can do. We've talked about them. Yeah, yeah, time. no, no. I, it's a, I think it's a good leader at low points. Like, mm. I don't know if, if 800 plus I'll be taken as my leader, but at the 650, it's, it's not a bad option. At plus, 800, they tend to be your hitters. Also, just quickly as well, if people are wondering where we're getting the lands from, it's in the FAQ. Alliance has been added to the Black Numenorean. I Marshals. always get things from the FAQ. That's my For favorite place. Yes. yes, I uh, I didn't know that. I've actually just got it off the spreadsheet. So that was that's good. Good pointing out. Yep. So in this warband, warband number one with the leader, 
is six Morgul Stalkers. Bet you didn't see that coming. Six Morgul Stalkers. The reason I've only got six is that I want to use the Alvin Cloak, and I don't want to have a huge warband of them because I, I find it hard to hide lots and lots of Alvin Cloaks. I think a small number of Alvin Cloaks is the way to go of Alvin Cloaks. So I've taken six. And they're, they're, they're good. They're good. They're solid. Strength four. They'll, they'll, they'll do the job. And also in this warband, I've gone for some scary things because why not? I've gone for two Morgul Knights. They have Morgul in their name. They are Morgul Knights. These are really good model. They've got Terror. They've got Lancers. They can move with the Marshal quite well. They're really good hitters. They've got solid fight value of four, which combines well with the Morgul Stalkers low fight. I'm pretty happy with them. Then I've added three Black Numenorians. Black Numenorians. So these are basically just the Morgul Knights on foot. Um, I think it's important that I have some solid infantry that can go with the Morgul Stalkers and essentially screen them off. So my thought is the Morgul Stalkers hide behind these guys and some of the other guys in my list and then pop out later on. They've got the high defense. So they can they can take a hit. They've got terror, so it can stuff up the opponent and they allow my Morgul Stalkers to be a bit more opportunistic. So I've got a solid warband. That kind of... The- dichotomy between the Stalkers and the Black Numenorians kind of makes me think of a sports team where you have your defensive players and your offensive players. Yes, like yeah. table tennis. Exactly like table tennis, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Doubles table tennis. Yep, yeah. yep, true. You have your we Black Numenorian on again, one Matt. side and your Morgul Stalker on the other side. Yeah. I was thinking more when you're taking the group photo and you put your tougher guys towards the front with the better kit and then you have the sort of like weedy sort of guys sort of hidden at the back. No, you put the tall people for the back so they can see over the top of the short people. Yeah, but then you've got all these short people in the way of your photo. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So, Warband 2. I actually have a second Warband. This Warband has got basically a model that's going to hang around in the first Warband. It couldn't go in the first Warband, but it's going to hang around. It is a Castellan of Dol Guldor with a Morgul Blade. So, basically, this model sits next to my leader and tries to be opportunistic with a couple stabs on Hero. So, if a Hero comes after my leader... I'm going to tank them with the Castellan and possibly unveil my Morgul Blade and try and go at them. I think that's a solid option. It's a really good tank and it's a really good first drop. So I just put it down right in the middle. It's really hard to move. So I can use it just to, to even just hold up a number of guys, four guys for a turn and see what happens. Yeah, The Castellan is always a solid choice. So my third warband is going to be something very scary. It's going to be a shade. A shade. A shade. Oh, boo. Oh, sure? be quiet. Not a bar. of beasts, undying, <laughs> number one ring rate. Come on. Uh, Come on. If you can pull out the big guns, I can pull out the big guns. It's not. It's not. The undying is better than the shade, but I take the shade because I have to feature the Morgul Stalkers. They have to be a key part of my army, and the way to make them work is to get around their fight three. I didn't have any spears or fight four or more that I could put in there, so I need to find a way to make sure they're winning more fights than they're losing, and I think with a shade and two attacks... I'm going to be doing that. So I went for the shade and I needed some bodies to back that up. So I've gone for some orcs. So I'm going to bring up my orc list. Here's the orcs I have. I have six orcs with just shield. I have two orcs with shield and spear. The combination. Both. I have three orcs with just spear. And then I have one orc with spear and a banner. Because why not put a banner in any army, really? Especially since you got the shade, the more dice you're throwing, it's a winner. Yeah, so I think this army, it's just, I haven't bothered many bows with this well, in this list in total, but in this warband especially, it just gets plonked right down in the middle and it just uses its numbers. And some of the orcs will sit there and make sure the shade doesn't get compelled away or anything like that. And then I just push it forward and try and basically just keep moving, running at the enemy with this, making sure I'm right near my stalkers. So it's going to be the army that keeps staying together. Now, I've gone for a fourth and final warband, which is possibly the best warband you could possibly take. Possibly. It is... A Dark Denizens of Mirkwood warband. And I've taken the advantage of the fact that if I take 10 models, I'm allowed to take a warband with no leader. 
So, which makes me very low on might across the board, but that's okay. I don't care because I've taken some fast models. I've taken six Falwags who can charge with no line of sight, which is fantastic for this. They can run around. They can basically get in the way and stop the opponent running away from my shade. I've got two Mirkwood Spiders, which I said I had no shooting attack. These guys, I guess, have a shooting attack. They can spit the web, hope for some sneaky paralyze. Um, once I get the paralyze, these Morgul Stalkers are going to jump all over the models and rip them apart. So I'm a big fan of that. That's another way I can get over the fight value. And then, of course, I've taken two Bat Swarms once again to get over my fight value disadvantage to make sure that I can keep the enemy where I'm going. I can be opportunistic. I can keep moving, and I've got lots and lots of options in that list because of that. So I think I've done the best list by far. I've got 36 models. I've got two points of might. It's amazing. It's a shame you're disqualified for taking a shade, huh? No. No, I'm not. I'm not. How? The ultimate crutch. Come on, you've taken shades before. (laughs) then. Not in five years. It's not not the ultimate crutch. What about Corsair Reavers? Okay. What about Urken Brand? The crutch, if you chuck a few axes on them. What about the Urken Brand? Half trolls. Sauron the White Combo. Beware the half trolls. Half trolls. Yeah, there's heaps of them. All from the Lord of the Rings books, actually. Much more powerful than the Hobbit. I think Shades are the ultimate crutch. Why? I'm, 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 I'm inclined to agree with Matt. I think they just get over the line. You're paying 100 points to make your models fight essentially as well right. as elves. Come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> looking, yeah. At your, looking at your list, there are so many things I hate about that list. Yeah, it's there good. There are many things I love about that it's list. It's the kind of list you would play. There are many things in that list that I'm indifferent about. No, there's not. There's none of them. So, taking all that into consideration, I feel that all of that cancels each other out and you have a list. Neither positive nor negative, <laughs> neither good nor bad. Come on. We, it's, we, it's, it's a list. We're, we're taking a, a, an under-optimized model. We're taking the Morgul Stalkers. It's not the best model in the game. It's not. It, there's a reason we don't see it a whole lot. You have to use certain things to make it work. I've taken a combination of models that I think makes it work, but also features it. It's not just there to be opportunistic. It's a key part of my battle line. It's a key part of my strategy. I've got lots of options to make sure it works. Can you think of flank combats with like a spider, a bat swarm, and a morgul stalker? These are going to rip through most things, backed up by a shade. There's, this is scary list. It's and good. Like I said, there are some positives in the list, and I am quite impressed by the thought process you put into this. The shade, as much as we hate it, is a good choice. I don't um, hate the shade. I love the shade. And the bat swarms are also a inspired choice. I'm going to say that because it gets around their fight value and it can get to the combats they need to. And if you put a single bat swarm and a single Morgul Stalker into the same combat, that's effectively you can take on a fight six model and you've got four attacks there to win the combat, which is pretty rude. But even better, if you go out something like a, I don't know, a Fight 4 Hero or, or some cavalry model, might be a good way to pick off Knights of Dol Amaroth or all these sort of models that, that are a really huge threat to it that I can actually make a mess of. But my actual favourite part of the list is the combination between the um, dude with the Mogul Blade, the Castellan, yeah. and the, uh, the leader of your list. There is nothing like saying... You might hit a Morgul Blade to scare off your opponent. And I think that is a really, really, really clever way of protecting the VP points on your leader. Oh, yeah. He's got a bodyguard and it's a serious bodyguard. So, And if he wants to do a heroic combat with my two points of might in the list, which is probably not going to use very often, I've got some serious power in there. If, if I'm pulling a Castellan in a heroic combat, I've got some value out of it. Yeah, look, you're right. I've done a very similar thing with my list and taken something that we know is is really good and is quite powerful. Just to something, kind of, kind two gold for a feast and, and an undying. undying. <laughs> um, just to sort of balance off the fact that the stalkers aren't the best model in the game, but yep. you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, Jeremy. 
Yeah, why not? Oh, I do. I do. I'm doing what I got to do. And look, I'm taking orcs as well. It's not like my whole list is all the really, really strong stuff. I've got a good mix of models. I think it fits the theme. These are all very scary models that will be hanging, the kind of be hanging around Morgul. Like you've got these spirits represented. You've got your, your your orcs. You've got some spiders and wags and all this sort of scary evil models. But you don't even have a named hero. You've got the ability to make your own story. When I look at this list, I love some of the synergy built in. I love the Morgul, you know, blades are just standing there slightly behind your um, Dark Marshal, either to slay foes or slay him, depending on what happens. Oh, that's um, cool. It's got bat swarms. It's got all this cool synergy. But I think the main weakness is with only two might and a shade, when I see a shade across the table, I don't actually mind because it means the opponent is intending to meet me in my style of battle. It means the opponent is intending to come at me shield wall to shield wall, and that's if they do that, I've got them. You don't have me, David. However, you've only got two points of might. That means your opponent is going to be setting the pace. They're, they've got the heroic moves. They've got the heroic combats. They are the one who's going to be in the position to execute their synergies. Yeah, I would, but so I've got want... bat swarms and Mirkwood spiders and Falwags that can hide around. Yes. Falwags don't even line of sight. I can throw them on the flanks, out of line of sight, and be threatening. Mm-hmm. This is not your typical just-run-forward list. It's a list that I could actually do a lot of hiding. I could have it around. I could push my Castellan forward with the, the, the Marshal within supporting distance, draw the enemy into me, and then hit them with all kinds of powerful things. But that's what I'm thinking. Your army is designed to nibble around the flanks. It's designed to isolate lone guys and just munch them to death. But you've also got the Shade, which is designed to form a centralized, you know, redoubt. I'm which just, I can I'm do. Just... Six Morgul Stalkers, three Black Numenorians, and a bunch of Orcs. I can fight head-to-head. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think how well they would both happen at the same time. Oh, very well. Well, I've... for you, yes, but this is a random person on the internet. No, this, w- this is about. a good random person. Okay, that's okay then. I think this is one of those lists that's going to benefit extraordinarily by an extra 50 points to slot in a you know ring wraith with a couple of points of might in there. But there's one other thing I just realized about your list that has another cool little uh, cute synergy in there. The spiders and the Morgul Blade. Because mm-hmm. the spiders chip off fate points off your opponent's mm-hmm. heroes, and the Morgul Blade is most effective when your opponent doesn't have any fate. Uh, and I found that just that little synergy yeah. that that's gotten me over the line from I hate this list and I'm indifferent about it to I love my combos. Yeah, so, no, the, the, these I'm these act- models actually, work together. They do. It's, pre- it's pretty well thought out. Yes, yes, which is good for me, isn't it? Because normally I just throw themey stuff together. I've gone, I've gone allies all over Middle Earth to make my Morgul list. I hate it when Jeremy writes a good list. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play it an 800 point tournament. It's so good. It does speak a lot to the effort that is required to get stalkers to work, though, doesn't it? Which is unfortunate because they're. I've always thought they were pretty cool looking models. I guess it depends on how many. Because if we've got like 12 stalkers each sort of thing. If you only had two or three, they would work fine in your battle line to just slip around the sides. It's because we've gone such a massive points investment into them. We're having to put in masses of effort to get some some results out of it. Here's my issue, though. For the cost of a Morgul Stalker, you get a Spectre. How often are you going to take a Stalker over a Spectre? Well, or a Berserker or anything like that. Honestly, I think it's in the same book as the... Bat swarms versus um, Walk Marauders argument. You want to take a mass of one of them because they're more effective the more of them you take. Yeah, no, I think... Look, I've had actually some success with Morgul Stalkers in an Orc Horde because they, they go unnoticed and they seem to always be there when you need them. And a lot of times, 
with an orc army, you're hoping to get that occasional win. The stalkers mean that when you get the occasional win, you do it damn well because you've got those two attacks and the the fight for. And oftentimes you're only playing with three models against one. But if you've got a trap model with a Morgul stalker nearby, chances are they're going through them, and it means that defense six is not that scary anymore. Yeah, and it, like for those listening at home, you don't have to take one of our lists if you're wanting to run Morgul stalkers, even if you have like a generic orc army. Remember, Morgul stalkers are orcs, so you can add things onto them like fury drums you can add in all those funky combinations that only affect orcs and they'll get a lot of use out of them so even if you have like a generic say um moran and orc army throw a few mogul stalkers in and you know give them an extra couple of attacks here and there i disagree i think anyone out there who wants to use mogul stalkers has to use one of our lists yeah i agree even if they're playing at 500 points these yes. are the lists you use. Yes. You're, you're actually allowed. You've got Green Dragon permission if you're playing at 500 points to use one of these lists. Just say the Green Dragon said. It's all good. In the FAQ. On that note, did we want to do voting or... Well, we know the results. We do. Yeah. Yeah, I had two. I had more might. I've got eight points of might in this list. So we are doing a vote. We are doing a vote. I'll I think start. we're voting. We're just I'll shouting start. each other down. Okay. As much as I love Jeremy's list... Wrong. <laughs> I've... <laughs> I've got to go with Matt's. It's, it's, the, it's the most solid out of everyone's list here. That wrong. Wrong. And two Gorgoroth beasts to shield the stalkers. The ultimate system. crutch of Kardush and two Gorgoroth beasts. Come on. And the undying. The ultimate crutch. But it's nothing about the Mogul stalkers. It's all about those other models. I'm giving my vote to Matt. Uh, boo. Hey. Matt. Wrong. Um, so far wrong. Look, honestly, I'd, I'd have to vote for Jeremy's list. I, I think David's was solid, but it's like, I think you need to get really creative with stalkers but not as creative as Kylie got. I don't know what the hell happened there. So I'm Female gonna have to... intuition. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I'm going to have to go with Jeremy's list. Mm, I then, Kylie's list, no, let's, let's put that out of our minds for it. I, I, think, I think it's not, it's just not up there with the other ones. It's, it's a nice idea. I just don't think it's going to play to games. To be fair, I wouldn't vote for my list. Yeah, I, I, yeah. David's is, is a solid list, and it's got the the Marshall, which I really appreciate. But I don't think it's all the way there. I think it's it, it's basically, let's just throw the Morgul Stalkers and the Orcs in and, and see what happens. And then David's always lists are always just two Rafes. So I think, once again, that you can do a bit more with it, and it doesn't really have a lot of speed in the army. And, and I find that that all the weaknesses it pointed out in my army are, are going to be worse than David's. So I'm going to have to vote for Matt's because I, I actually think Matt's has got... like It's not, not totally about the, the Stalkers, but he's got some serious combinations with the, the Undying, the Gorgoroth Beasts, and the, the Kardush, which takes the pressure off the Morgul Stalkers to do all that work. So I think Matt's going to get my vote. Okay. Even though I have a personal grudge against the Undying... I do love Gorgoroth Beasts. Like, anything that's even vaguely Moomuckish is going to, you know, score quite highly. So, I am not voting for the list because I really don't like the Undying, but I will vote for the Gorgoroth Beasts. All right, there we are. I think, uh, yeah. This voting system is rubbish. We know that. The (laughs) listener, that doesn't mean Matt's list is the best. It just, it means that that we settle vendettas with our voting system, I think, as much as anything. Yeah, pretty And much. to be fair, if you're looking for a list that brings out the strengths of a Morgul Stalker, you're probably looking for something similar to Jeremy's. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I something honestly really think, Matt, your list is, is really good themed, and I like it, but I would almost drop the Morgul Stalker straight out of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There, there are other options. Whereas mine, I don't know that I necessarily would. I think the Morgul Stalkers work a bit better than that. Yeah. So it's up to you. If you want a Morgul Stalker list, we've provided a few options for them there. They're not, they're not a bad model. They're just probably not optimally cost and you need to find a way to get around their fight value and their get some value out of the album cloaks i guess really uh, yeah i think like i'm looking at it the same way and going instead of that black numenorean stalker um 
Warband there. Why not take like Hunter Orcs, you know? And you could easily get a very similar sort of th- feel out of it. Hunter Orcs and Gundabads. Well, the the Morgul Knights and the, the Morgul, sorry, the Black Numenorans give you some serious staying power. So, yes, I can see mm. that. Um, the Hunter Orcs are relatively fragile. But, yes, you're right. Hunter Orcs are probably the, the budget Morgul Stalkers and for almost half the price. Yeah. Like, it, yes, if you're wanting that similar effect, taking one of their amazing heroes with a band of Hunter Orcs is not a bad idea. And honestly, I think your list, Jeremy, has the great greatest potential for stepping up. Because the moment you add in a, a Wraith, especially even like a Witch King with three points of might, suddenly the list gets a few more tricks in there and has a bit more buff overlay with the Harboring of Eagle. And you might even have some extra points to play if you go high enough, like 800 plus. Then you can start adding some more Orcs in there as well. Plus mine is clearly, well, David's was as well, both Morgul lists. Whereas Matt's more of a Golgoroth list, Golgoth, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think... Like That's that might not make any difference to you at all, but I think I think for some K- people, Kardush is technically Morgul, I think. But like, but you've got two Gorgoroth, the Gorgoroth beasts, which are big open plains. This is this is the hide around the the sorcery tower sort of models. Yeah. Whereas yours, I think, is yes, models from it, but it's more an open plains type army. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.